1: Welcome to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa and her guests speak from personal and professional experience, and they will answer your questions and offer solutions to help you get on the road to your recovery. Now, here's Dr. Lisa Cooney.
2: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. You are listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. Happy March. I hope you're all doing very well out there. Got a very interesting show for you here today on secrets. So, and I'm going to give you eight steps to unlock your secrets. Now, why did I make a show about secrets as a full focus for a show? Well, in order to move beyond your abuse, one of the things that I clearly, clearly, clearly know beyond a shadow of a doubt is. Can't can have your secrets. Anything that you don't want to share keeps it locked inside your body. And you have the resonant frequency then for hiding something. And everybody knows it, including yourself. And a lot of times with abuse, we want to hide everything. And if you liken, it's kind of likened to a, a tire on a car, let's say, or a bike. You have the hub of the wheel. That's the secret. The spokes are all the lies you got to keep into place to keep that secret in place. The rim holds it tight, just like the cage of abuse, and the wheel on top of it makes it almost impossible uh, to get to. So it's a natural compensatory mechanism, but the real cruel joke about shame is 99% of what you think everybody else would run away screaming from you if they found out you did or was. Everybody else has the same fear (laughs) so we're all running around this world hiding things from each other what would it be like to not have any secrets so that's what we're talking about today feel free to call in and receive some facilitation or just share your voice ask a question and we'll get straight to it so how many secrets do you have trapped inside of you how many secrets do you have trapped inside of you how many secrets do you have trapped inside of you. Secrets about past abuse, secrets about known abuse, secrets about current abuse, secrets about your current situation. Secrets attract attract shame. Shame attracts silence. Silence is the killer of radical aliveness. So secrets require lies to keep the information hidden so nobody will ever know the disgraceful and shameful experiences you had. But as I said before, we all have them. (laughs) Secrets also become lies you tell yourself, like how you're defective, damaged, and deserve to be treated as such. Your secrets become so defended and protected that you begin to believe you are your secrets and are only safe if you keep your secrets locked away. And the truth is, all those unspoken secrets are trapped inside of you and keep your body locked in disharmony. This show is all about creating radical and orgasmic aliveness for you, for your body, for your life, and essentially harmony. Secrets breed disharmony. They keep you separate, isolated, in judgment, trapped in the cage of abuse, deadened, Like that part of you that's holding the secret gets all constricted and locked away, like I used the metaphor in the beginning of the hub of a wheel. No life force can flow there. Just dead energy. Okay, so first of all, everything that Secrets brings up for everybody on this show out in the world, let's destroy and uncreate those. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And how many patterns of disharmony have you locked inside your body that breed the secrets you are still fueling. Everything that brings up and lets down, lets destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So we got a caller, Nancy from New Mexico. This is Dr. Lisa. Secrets, But I'm
3: noticing a lot of times there are other people's secrets. About abuse and things they shouldn't have been doing.
2: Um, I I lost you a little bit in the beginning. So Nancy, could you say it again? It was cut off. Yes,
3: I'm afraid to talk about some of the stuff that's happened to me because I will reveal something about the perpetrator.
2: Yes, that is actually one of the common ways to keep abuse on this planet. By abusing you and keeping somebody else's secret.
3: So also, mm -hmm. some of the ones who have abused me or are threaten to hurt others if I speak.
2: That's also the real cruel joke of perpetrators and perpetration in general, is that they tell you the very thing that they know will scare you to death so that you'll always keep their secret. So basically, Nan... Nancy, Hi. when you keep these other people's secrets, like you're saying, for those reasons you just shared, who owns you? They you? do. Yeah. And who do you become a slave to? Them. Exactly. So what have you made so vital about enslaving you to the perpetrator and allowing them to own you? Everything that brings up and lets down, can we destroy and uncreate it? Uh-huh. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pack, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. So, what's your question for me here? What, what can I, you brought up some great stuff, but what can I facilitate for you particularly?
3: Well, I, another thing, I sing in a choir and I'm very shy. It's not a very professional choir, but it's a good one. And uh, the last time we had a choir uh, rehearsal, uh, the woman uh, who needs the music played a song, a jazz song by a batch of jazz singers who were singing a spiritual and I started singing along. And at first, lots of other choir members singing. And then one by one, they all stopped. And I sang clear to the end, which I've never done before because I've never sung a solo. And they were making comments on, that I sounded good and all this stuff. And I was so shaken up um, that I didn't get over it until maybe the next morning. I just lay in bed shaking. What can I do with that? How can I respond to that kind of uh, panic?
2: And, okay. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do you know it was panic?
3: How do I know what?
2: How do you know it was panic?
3: It was, it was, I almost couldn't speak. I couldn't look at them afterwards. I couldn't speak. Um, I was shaking. I was tense. I couldn't go to sleep. I kept, <laughs> just. I was, I felt afraid.
2: Great. So, was that the fir- did you say that was the first time you ever just sang like that in that way?
3: Yes. Great. <laughs> it wasn't Great. the first time. It was the first time since I've been an adult, and the first time in that choir I've ever sang by myself.
2: Great. Well, one of the things this show is all about shame and unlocking your secrets. One of the ways to unlock your secrets and to move beyond shame is to have a voice and speak. In your case, sing. Oh. So as you sang, you know, at the top of your lungs, just easily, effortlessly, with just grace and ease, what I'm sensing is that you unlocked a place inside of you that held all your secrets that you started talking about in the beginning of your call here. And that's a vibration that unwinds locked up, bound up, trauma, in a somatic way. And yeah. so it yeah. can come out as panic. It can come out as lying in the fetal position. It can come out as shaking. It can come out as the feeling of fear. And it can also come out as your eyes down toward the floor and avoiding someone's gaze. That mm-hmm. is all indicative of shame. And Basically, from what you're telling me, if the perpetrator still owns you and you're still ensla- enslaved to their secret, then what you did by singing at the top of your lungs was a really good resource for unlocking the trauma that binds
3: you. But just I sort of went, oh, that sort of explains a lot that's been going on since. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, so what do I do now? Just keep on going when maybe that process you gave me and just keep on speaking in whatever way I can? Um, yeah. I would
2: absolutely do that. And I can uh, ask you this. When you said in the beginning that you didn't want to speak because it were real stuff about the perpetrator, um, do you know the perpetrator? Do people know the perpetrator?
3: Well, I have, yeah, the current one is... Actually, quite well known
2: uh, in some circles. Yeah. Okay. And so, my suggestion would be to find a confidential um, professional that you might be able to, or not might, you would be able to divulge the truth that could not be spoken and could not be shared anywhere other than in the session with you two so that you know that it would be safe but at the same time you would actually get to speak it that's Mm -hmm. the key because as long as you don't speak who it is what they did and who they is who they is who they are what they did and how it lodges in your body, you'll never be able to sing the way you truly wish to sing. You'll never be free the way the way you truly wish to be free. And you'll never be able to create and generate the life of your dreams. So wherever you can, whoever you can, there are licensed professionals, for instance, I, you know, I have, you know, I have probably, if you listen to the show before, a doctorate and a marriage and family therapy license that when clients come and sit with me, you know, I am bound by confidentiality. I am bound by what someone tells me, and the only way that's a licensed professional is unbound by that agreement is if the person is going to has reasonable suspicion suspicion that they're going to kill themselves, harm themselves, harm another, or there's some sort of child abuse or elder abuse or committing a crime. Mm-hmm. Those are not your particular situations. You're just going to be speaking to move beyond your abuse, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I would recommend. If you don't choose that option, run the clearing and ask yourself the questions. What do I like about being owned? And like, what do you like about holding somebody else's energy in your body that actually abused you? Because then you're abusing you. So what energy space and consciousness can you and your body be, Nancy, to be the energy space and consciousness of freedom, ease, joy, harmony, and glory? and not perpetration or secrets that you truly be. Everything and anything that that brings up and lets down, could we destroy and uncreate it?
3: Yes.
2: Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So even if you write it out and then burn it, uh huh. you know, and, or, or go scream it at the ocean, but just do something or sing it even more, do something to get it out and, and speak about it. Otherwise, you'll always be owned. Okay, I will. All right.
3: right.
2: Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So this is Dr. Lisa. We're going to go to break now, and we'll come back after the break.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's
0: DrLisaCooney.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
1: To Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Doctor Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to drlisacooney at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything.
2: Hello, this is Doctor Lisa. You are listening to a show about eight steps to unlock your secrets. So now let me get into the steps. And just like Nancy gave us a great example um, just before the break, the secrets enslave us. The secrets make us think that about somebody else before ourselves. And when those secrets are locked for so long and so many decades somatically in your body, you can have what's called an abreaction, a somatic release like Nancy was talking about that spontaneously occurs because of singing or even when if she went to a professional and she shared that information, she may have the same reaction. It's totally normal. There's nothing wrong. It all that is is that your body is saying, "Oh, thank God, I no longer have to hold that that secret. I no longer have to hold those lies into place. I no longer have to keep that wheel so tightly wound." And that's the point so that your body does not have to carry the disease, the disease and the harmony, disharmony of somebody else's secrets. You may have been abused, but that does not mean you have to be the storage unit for the abuse's secrets. So everywhere, you've all been the storage unit for the perpetrator's secrets. Let's rescind, revoke, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate the forever commitment throughout all of eternity to carry the perpetrator's secrets. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pack, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, and any of you out there—all oaths, vows, fealties, commitments, commitments, agreements, binding and bonding contracts—two secrets: perpetrator secrets, your family's secrets, your boss's secrets, your partner's secrets. that are not yours, let's destroy and uncreate those. Right, wrong, good bad, and bad, pot and pack, all nine shorts and beyonds. Okay, we have Reed, I believe, from
4: Colorado. Yes. Hi, Lisa. Can you hear me?
2: I can, very clearly. How are you
4: today? I am good. And um, the word secrets to me just like blew something up for me today. I had a grandmother um, that would basically take care of me when I was a little child. And I remember her. Um, she would go into a lot of shame and regret about like the things that she would do and she would... She would always say, like, don't, um, don't tell your parents I did this or don't do this. Um, hmm. It was, like, keeping things secret and hidden. And yeah. I have this sensation in my gut, in, like, the lower portion of my mm-hmm. gut right now, that's, um, it almost feels like that might be correlated with, like, keeping something secret and hidden. Totally. So,
2: yeah. what, you want to receive some facilitation on this?
4: Absolutely.
2: Cool. So yeah. just since you're since you're right there, just put your hand on your gut where you feel the the secret and hidden grandma stuff. If would speak that part of your body, what would it say? First thought, best thought, no thought, truth.
4: It's like I'm afraid to speak up. I'm afraid to tell I'm afraid to tell a lie.
2: Mm. Great. And say that again please.
4: I'm afraid to tell a lie.
2: And I'm afraid afraid to
4: speak up. And I'm afraid to speak up. So everything that
2: is. Are you familiar with access consciousness?
4: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Okay. So everything that is. I'm just going to run the clearing statement. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And so truth, light or heavy. Say this, um, I'm afraid to speak up and I'm afraid to tell a lie is my grandmother's energy.
4: It seems, it seems like that it's hers.
2: Okay, great. So, yeah. truth, were you being a good grandson by keeping her secrets?
4: Yeah. <laughs> a, a nice grandson, yes.
2: Okay, and if you were the nice grandson, what did you get? Um, gifts. What was the benefit? Okay, gifts. and Gifts and probably more
4: attention and food. And
2: Mm. <laughs> gifts, attention, and food—those are three pretty money. good. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion you probably got some money too. <laughs> well, how how smart were you? <laughs> gifts, uh, gifts, attention, food, and <laughs> money. <laughs> okay, so first of all, everywhere where your body and especially your gut has been the hoarding storage container for your grandmother's secrets. And that you've obligated obligated that part of your body to hold secrets so you would get gifts, attention, food, and money. Can we destroy and uncreate that?
4: Yes.
2: we rescind, revoke, recant, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate the forever commitment throughout all of eternity to do that, be that, have that? Yes. As the way that you go about being in relationship. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere you've obligated yourself to be the good grandson, the good boy, the good man, the good partner, the good everything. Yeah. By holding everybody else's secrets? Can we destroy and uncreate that? <laughs> Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to be the energy, space, and consciousness of alignment and truth within and for me that I truly be?
4: Whoa, cool. Yeah,
2: everything that that brings up and lets down, everything that doesn't allow that to be, let's destroy and uncreate it for you. Right, wrong, good okay. and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So now read, if you expand your energy as space, five hundred million miles down, up, to the right, to the left, front and back, and expand as space, and expand as space, and expand as space, what are you noticing in your gut? Truth.
4: Um It seems to be changing a little bit. It's like almost like it's going it's lowering down. Great. It's almost like the sensation is lowering down almost like to the um the prostate area. Great. Yeah. Great. So it's, it's changing. It's, there's, still, there's still something there, but it's changing. It's shifting.
2: It is. There is still something there. So what is that truth? First thought, best thought. What is that right there that's going right into your prostate, down through your gut?
4: It's almost like to be like a man or something, or to be a man in this reality, you have to be a good boy or be a gentle man or something mm-hmm. like that something like that's coming up. Okay. Um, so or that's the way you're supposed to be a man, is to I be gotcha. kind and keep secrets. Hmm. Hmm.
2: So, great. So who did you learn that from originally, or what age did you learn it from? Was it your grandmother? Was it your mother? Was it your father or someone else?
4: Truth. Hmm. I get my grandfather, actually.
2: Great. So yeah. how old were you when you made this decision to that to be a good man, to be a good boy, you had to be kind, gentle, and keep secrets.
4: Truth. Mm, I get I get two.
2: Okay. And what do you what does your body know about being two with your grandfather? Hmm. And getting some information about being a to be a good man, you gotta do this. First thought that comes.
4: It's somewhat, okay. So it's like it's not not being able to communicate. It's like not. It's like not. It's like withholding information or not communicating to your partner mm-hmm. or to someone you're having a relationship with.
2: Great. And what's the benefit of withholding information from your partner?
4: Mm. What's,
2: what's the gift? What does that give you? Truth.
4: Separation. Okay. Um, distance.
2: And what's the power of separation and distance? What's the benefit, the gift of it?
4: I get I get okay, so it's like control. Bingo. There's a way to control So
2: Exactly. So all the first of all, all the ways that you've learned how to be a man and how to be in a relationship from your grandmother and your grandfather, can we just try and ungrade that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, mountains. and everything that you've biomimetically mimicked and biomimetrically mimicked from your grandfather as a man and your grandmother as a woman, and you've modeled that and projected that on your future relationships, your adult relationships, can we just dissipate and release that to the earth Yes. and destroy and uncreate it? Right, wrong, good, and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, that's lightening up a little bit.
0: Yes, and totally.
2: everywhere you're grandfather, through your prostate, obligated you to that to be a good man, you had to be in control and use separation and distance and withholding of information to do that while putting on the facade of kindness, goodness, and keeping secrets. Can we destroy and
4: uncreate that? Absolutely.
2: Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the man that you truly be energetically, vulnerably, joyfully, and easy? Can, anything that doesn't allow that? Can we destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So now, as you expand your energy as space, what's changed?
4: Um, well, there's a lightness. In my body, and then there's a sensation. The thing that comes up is like worry, or, or and or trust. Like those words come up.
2: Right. So is that your grandmother's worry and trust, distrust of your grandfather, or something else?
4: <sighs> yeah, that feels really light.
2: Right. So everywhere your body has been the hoarding storage container for for your grandmother. And you've kept that locked into your body so that you never aligned and agreed with how your grandfather treated your grandmother. Instead, you resisted and reacted to it because you didn't want to be like him, but at the same time, you kind of had to be like him. Could we destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Right? We're on good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere he was the lock and your body was the key and you were the lock and his body was the key. Could we put the lock and the key and the key and the lock together and set you both free?
4: Absolutely.
2: Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pack, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And everywhere your body was the lock for your grandmother, and she was the key to all these secrets, and she was the lock, and you were the, your body was the key. Could we put the lock and the key to her together and the key and the lock and begin to set you free?
4: Yes.
2: Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to be the man interpersonally, joyously and harmoniously that I truly be without secrets, without separation, without distance, and without control, just by being the potency of me.
4: Hmm.
2: Everything that brings up and lets down, can we destroy and uncreate it? Anything that doesn't allow that to be, can we destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So how is that now? Expand your Whoa, energy space? A, yeah, lot, a lot
4: different from when I first called in. Like
2: Great. 500 million miles, expand your energy to space. 500 million miles up, down, right, left, front, and back. Perfect timing. We can go to break now. Thanks for calling in.
4: You're welcome. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome, dear. Okay, everybody, this is Dr. Lisa. We're going to go to break, and we'll be back with our third segment after the break.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
1: Listening to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into one 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to Dr. Lisa Cooney at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything.
2: Okay, everybody, this is Dr. Lisa, and we are talking about secrets. So we had the first caller talk about, you know, holding the perpetrator's secrets, and then we had the the second caller talk about just being in the midst of his grandparents' relationships, and (laughs) what he learned was being a good grandson or a male or a boy, etc., from both those authority figures or paternal figures. And secrets run the gamut. With um, abuse and simply with interpersonal relationships. We all have them. We all have them. And over the course of my own personal work in the 45 years that I've been on this planet, um, shame and secrets have been the most difficult for me to move beyond because there were so many of them and there were so many things that I had to become aware of to discuss. And I have a pretty torrid history of abuse in all different facets from every angle. But I want to share a story with you. And I was reviewing the copy for the first draft of my book that's coming out called Kick Abuse in the Caboose. Um, It'll be out in the next couple of months. If you listen to the show from the beginning, you've heard me talk about it. And the birthing process was a little longer than originally anticipated, but it's really, really good. Anyway, the um, person, the editor was talking with me, and she asked me to name out and list out the history of my abuse. And I have to tell you that I sat there for about eight minutes in complete blank silence. I wasn't numbed out. I wasn't dissociated. I wasn't, you know... Um, not wishing to talk about it. I was completely present of my surroundings, completely aware of my body, completely aware of everything. And I could not remember. I could not for these like eight minutes. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And then it hit me. There's nothing wrong with me. In fact, everything was right with me in that moment. And that is, I had moved beyond my abuse so much that I had no receptor sites. I had no connection points. I had no stability points. I had no resonant frequency for the story that I've written, that I've talked about on this show, that I've done sessions with over and over and over about. I've moved beyond it. And when I realized that, there was such a space inside my body. And I'm telling you all this because that's what this show is about, to get you started divulging and dissipating your secrets takes 25, at least 25 lies to hold in one secret. So speaking them is fuel for your liberation. So instead of keeping them hidden, which is fuel for your destruction, and like we saw with Reed, even though he may not have been destroying himself, he was setting himself up in relationships. If I stayed on the phone with him a little or on the radio here a little longer with him, I would have found the pattern. If I worked with them individually, I would certainly find the pattern, <laughs> and like I do with, with everybody, is there's an interpersonal pattern there. And with Nancy, it was more the abuse that she's still locking in her body where she can still have a resonant frequency and a connection point to it, which will always attract, as she said in the beginning… Well, the current person is known in very f- many communities. Well, if there's a current person abusing you, you do still have a connection point, a resonant frequency, and a um, stability point and a receptor site for abuse. And we, this show is about moving beyond abuse. The tar- moving beyond abuse. The target is to eliminate and eradicate all forms of abuse off this planet. And this is something you can do for your body. Off this planet means off your body. Okay. So, here are some steps to unlock your secrets, okay? You have to give your secrets a voice. And when you end the silence, you begin to dissolve the shame that has locked you up till now. Okay? First step, set aside time, obviously, to sit quietly in a distraction-free, safe space. Most of you will not want to do that, so do it on the radio with me. <laughs> but if you can't have some quiet space, that would be really good. Two, ask yourself the question, or if you're working with a professional, ask them to ask you the question. What secrets are ready to be spoken? Just ask yourself that question or even write it down on a piece of paper. What secrets are ready to be spoken? Step three, notice the energy you sense in your body. Reed was great. He was like, it's in my gut. It's in my prostate. You will... Your body will respond when you ask the question, what secrets are ready to be spoken? And it will show you where you're hiding your secrets, that hub of the wheel. Okay, And then speaking it, we begin to undo the spokes that keep the lie into place. Then put your hand, step four, on the part of your body that calls for your attention, your prostate, your gut, your head, your heart, your arm, your foot, whatever it is. And you ask this energy in your body, what do you wish to say? If that part of your gut body, you've heard me say this on the radio a thousand times. I say it in my sessions thousands of times. What do you wish to say? Or if your hand's on your body, say, if this part of my body could speak, what would it say? That's how you begin to dissipate your shame. And it'll just, first thought, best thought, no thought. First thing that comes, just say it. It's usually the, the, the most important. And usually after you say, It wants to say this. It wants to say that. Usually after you say three, four, five, or six things, you're going to get to the hub of the, the shame, the hub of the secret, the core of it. Step six is allow yourself to hear what wants to be shared without judgment, decision, conclusion, or computation. That's usually the hardest. And step seven, obviously always express gratitude for your body's courage to reveal these secrets and to fuel your liberation. And to join you in that target. And step eight is to use the clearing statement that you've heard me say on the show since the beginning to release the secrets from your body. Right? Wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, point of creation, point of destruction, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And if you want to know specifically what the clearing statement is all about, you can take a bars, access bars class and get more deep into the access classes with the foundation class, which gives you the foundation of where all these asking questions and the clearing statement comes from and how to use them. And then level one will be really about introducing the body processes a little bit more and getting deeper into some root core issues that you've uh, dealt with most of your life. Okay, so you got to be patient with yourself as you move through these eight steps. Your secrets may come to you in words, sensations, awarenesses, or as in Nancy, with singing. Trust your own body's wisdom. I used to run a workshop called LEAP, the Life Empowerment Action Program. And it was a five month program where shame was in the third weekend of every five month program. And we'd have a shame process, and people would get up and sit in a chair and face the facilitators and say, One thing I wouldn't want you to know about me is, and finish the sentence. One thing I wouldn't want you to know about me is, and finish a sentence. Sometimes those shame sessions would last three, four, five, or six hours for 20 something people to get through. But I'll tell you, I've never seen more beautiful people in my life. When they faced each other without pretenses, without armoring, without barriers, and with complete vulnerability, and just as this is me, the weight of the burden of the secret. People lost weight. People looked like they youthed youthed 20 years. Their skin shone. They moved differently in their body. Chronic pains were released. That's the potency of releasing your secrets and stopping the shame that binds you. And I have a whole chapter dedicated to shame in in my book as well. The key here is to not go into judgment. Shame is a judgment. Shame means basically that you're defective, damaged, and that you're no good. You know, like on the discount shelf. Okay? That's what we want to avoid you fueling into your destruction. So, The more you show your body you're listening, the more trust you will build and the more your body will begin to, to speak with you. This is something, if you've never done it before, this is something that needs to be a little bit of a habit. You know, spend 20 minutes a day on it or something like that. Um, get with a trusted professional who I said in the beginning of the show, like has a license to – And bound by confidentiality, so you can dump everything. The more that you dump and get off your body, get out of your psyche, the more you can create and generate the life of your dreams. The less you do, the more you'll stay stuck in your shame and become the storage container for someone else's shame and for somebody else's secrets and for somebody else's experience of being damaged or defective. And that does not contribute to this beyond abuse revolution that actually fuels more people being abused. So let's do this together, okay? And you too can get to that space that I talked to you about when my editor was going over the book with me, where it took me eight minutes before I could even remember the stories and the sordid stories of the over two decades of abuse from dentists, doctors, family, mothers, fathers, brothers, (laughs) modeling agencies, and whomever. It was a pretty significant abuse, okay, let alone, I didn't even talk about my self-abuse in that example there. Okay, so let's keep talking about how I can contribute to you with regards to unlocking your secrets with regards to um, removing the shame and moving beyond the shame that binds you, it's so sad to me to believe that so many of us are bound by shame. When I was in Hong Kong recently, you know, facilitating the first Access Consciousness Body class there and the first Radically Alive Beyond Abuse class there, all the women in the class desired not to be a woman, hated being a woman, and wanted to be a male. Talk about shame. I'm going to Israel at the end of April, beginning of May and teaching another radically alive beyond abuse class and body class. And I can wonder what the land, I can only wonder what the land there has to say about shame with all the wars that have gone there, gone on there. And I'll be in Stockholm in April and you know Stockholm syndrome is all about abuse which we'll be talking about in Stockholm and mimicking and embodying the perpetrator's shame. So this is rampant shame with regards to abuse, and it's worldwide. Every country, species, origin somehow embodies some sense of shame, and most likely it's not just from this lifetime, and it's not just from you. So if you want to stay separate, isolated in judgment and trapped in the cage of abuse and deadened keep your secrets if you want to be radically and orgasmically alive free liberated fun happy move beyond your abuse joyous generating creating money doing work that you love being in a relationship where you're loved this would be the time this would be the the thing to do for you so We're going to go to break and we'll come back with our final segment of this show. Thank you very much.
0: We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you visit us on Facebook at voice America empowerment.
1: What would your life be like if you freed yourself from the cage of abuse? Visit DrLisaCooney.com today. That's DrLisaCooney.com.
0: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything. To reach Dr. Lisa Cooney or her guest today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to drlisacoonie at gmail.com. Now, back to Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything.
2: So what else do you want to know about secrets, my friends? This is a show about eight steps to unlock your secrets. How many secrets do you have trapped inside of you? What is the service of those secrets? What is the benefit of those secrets? One of the things I used to do before Access Consciousness is a modality that I used to train and certify people in called Theta Healing, which I still do, just not as much as I used to. And one of the things I loved about Theta Healing is is when I would work with people, we'd work on beliefs, and especially things like shaming beliefs, like I'm damaged, I'm defective, I'm unlovable, I hate myself, um, people hate me, I'm evil, those sorts of things. Those are all the belief systems, the bottom beliefs, as we would say, the hub of the wheel, that most of us don't get to And don't know that we're actually creating our life, our identity, our body, and our situations in life on. If you create your life on the hub of I'm evil or I'm unlovable, I'm damaged, I'm defective, I'm bad, um, nobody would love me, everybody hates me, um, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. You know, those belief systems as the hub of the wheel stay subconscious to most of us. So because we don't want to align and agree with them, we'd rather resist and react to them. We create those spokes of the wheel, the lies to hold it in place. And the lies to hold a belief like I'm evil in place are the people that always apologize for their behavior, the people that are always feeling guilty for what they're doing. And a lot of times guilty for what they're not doing, guilty for what they're not being. These are the people that. Um, binge, either eating or drinking or spending or work really, really hard and then just want to take some time off, Um, but in a binge sort of way, not in a balanced sort of way. Um, Somebody that feels their bottom belief the hub is unlovable, I'm unlovable, will always attract relationships where the person isn't available to them and treats them horribly like they're unlovable. Even to say the, the point of somebody that says and believes that they're evil as the bottom belief of the hub of their secret shame, you know, they have to set up situations where nothing good could ever come to them. Those are the people that you always know have some sort of catastrophe going on and not just small catastrophes, pretty big things, accidents, dramas, tragedies, um, and, and, the, and the like. So it's really important, really important. Um, to get to the core of your shame, to move beyond your abuse. Otherwise, you may not have a physical perpetrator in front of you or a sexual perpetrator in front of you. You may have it within you. And that's when your perpetration turns against you. Okay? So... When you're getting to the bottom of these shame based thoughts and you're going through the eight steps to unlock your secrets, it's really important. If you're going to do this for yourself, I would highly recommend you do some with yourself and obviously some with a professional. Just anybody, a trusted advisor, not your friend. This is not coffee talk. Okay, I had some clients that went to their friends and shared all their abuses history and all their secrets, and they actually lost their friends. <laughs> now, that might have been a good thing because were they friends anyway, but not everybody can really um, be in the space of non-judgment when you're sharing the things that are most concerning to you. You just need to know that. You know, I know that me as a being, I'm very good with hearing Anything that anybody says and having no opinion about it, no decision, no judgment, no conclusion or computation. I've been there. I've done it. I know it. I've had it done to me. I know what it's like, and I know what it takes to move beyond it. And that's my only, only target when I'm working with people on their shame. And for 25 years now, every session has been about shame somehow even if the beginning of the session was about money or relationships and not necessarily about abuse. Um, if you're a little disconnected from your body, if you've kept a lot of secrets in um, and gone your whole life with you know, holding a perpetrator secret like we saw Nancy in the beginning share with us, you may be so separate and isolated and in judgment of yourself that doing the eight steps that I mentioned in the last segment may be really difficult for you. And your body may not give you information. So know that that might be normal. You may not hear anything. You may not get in any, um, uh, any awarenesses, let's say. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It means keep asking the question. Like there's four questions in access. You know, what is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? And a lot of times, and specifically with access, it's not about getting an answer. Secrets and shame that I'm talking about is very specific. You know, I stole money from my mother. Uh, I had sex with my father. If you're talking about abuse or um, a shaman that I worked with raped me, whatever it is. Those are shame-based um, comments that you want to unlock. Okay. So if you've never spoken about it and you've not gotten into your body in this relationship this way, just know that it may take a little while for these eight steps to, to come in, which is why number one is to kind of get in a distraction free safe space that could be in your house or it could be in the wounds and when in, in the wounds in the woods. And step two would be like, ask the question, what secrets are ready to be spoken? You know, what secrets are ready to be spoken? You could even pay attention. Do you have some chronic pain in your body? When you ask that question, those are the places where your secrets need to be spoken. And it doesn't have to be a devastating secret like sexual abuse or something. It could simply be um, that in order for me to get gifts and money and food from my grandmother, I'm going to keep her secrets and I'm going to be a good grandson. You know, it doesn't ha- there's a gamut, just like there is with abuse. Judgment is one level of abuse, and rapes and female genital mutilation is another level of abuse. It just runs the gamut. And know that as I'm talking about secrets outside of yourself, externally, things that were done to you, maybe that you're holding for someone in your family, but know that you have secrets that you keep from yourself that you hide away from. Like, are you happy in your relationship? Are you sexually satisfied in your relationship? Are you happy in your job? Um, Do you say yes a lot of times when you mean no or no when you mean yes? Um, Those are the secrets that you keep from yourself, which may come up. So you have to be ready. And I've told you this from the beginning. When you move beyond your abuse, you need to be ready for the truth. That doesn't mean blaming and pointing the finger at what everybody else did to you just as the shame that you're keeping. It also means the shame about what you know about yourself. There was a time in my life where I knew there was not one possibility for me to have a drink. I knew that. And I hid from that for a long time. And then finally I did many, 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 many years of sobriety. And then it changed. And during that time, I was able to confront a lot of secrets that I would not have known if I kept doing some of the behaviors like drinking at the time. Okay? So, I hope this gave you some feedback about how to unlock your secrets. Remember, step one, distraction-free space or safe space. What secrets are ready to be spoken, number two? Step three, notice where you sense some sort of constriction or density or tightness in your body. Sense it. Say hi to it. Step four, put your hand on that body part that calls for your attention. Step five, ask this part of your body and this energy, if you could speak, what would you say? And just keep going and just say it. Step six. Just allow yourself to hear what's being shared without judgment. Step seven seven is thank you for sharing. And step eight is to use the clearing statement out of each one you say. Okay? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. And let me know how you're doing. Next week we're going to go back to the questions because there was a lot of questions I got from... The week before that I didn't get to on the show, so if you have questions, I'll do my best to answer them, but please send them in to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at drlisacuni.com, and they will be gotten to me, and I'll use those on the show, and the ones you sent in last week and the week before, I will do my best to get to if I haven't gotten to. If you're interested in another step-by-step process, you can check out on Amazon right now, The Energy of Happiness and The Energy of Receiving. Those are two books that I have chapters in. Um, If you're in the California area, the surrounding areas, and you're interested in taking a workshop with me, I have Radically Alive Beyond Abuse and the Three-Day Access Consciousness Body Class in San Jose, California on the 21st of March and then I'll be starting my world tour again. So check out my website or the Access Consciousness profile, and I would love to meet you live. And if you require some individual work, I'm here in California, and let's do it. Up until then, I see you. Thank you so much for who you all be, wherever you be listening from, and let me know how you're doing and how else I can help you move beyond abuse. Thanks for listening.